that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond. This is episode number 466 for December 2nd, 2016. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, we have returning guest, Terry Austin. Terry is a professor of anatomy and physiology and microbiology, because the first two weren't enough, at Temple College in the Texas Hill Country. He turned a research project in neuroscience and his love of technology toward a solution for a very personal problem to be solved. And I tricked him into coming on the show to tell us about it. How are you doing today, Terry? Hi, Allison. I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, Terry and I have been talking for a long time about him doing some sort of review for the show, and the idea he came up with was just too good to just have be a pure review. So we're going to we're gonna walk through and talk about his problem to be solved and a very, very interesting solution that he's found. Indeed. I'm having a great time with this, and it seems to be working out really well so far, and I even tricked Allison into helping with the project. <laughs> All right, so set us up. What's the problem to be solved? Okay, my problem to be solved is kind of a long-standing search that I've had for a hearing aid app. I've got some subclinical hearing loss. People in my life would probably tell you that I'm uh, likely to need hearing aids, but I've tried being the geeky guy to try to find a solution using the tech I've got on hand, most especially looking for a hearing aid app. And I've tried so most before, of before them. Before you go any further, the app store. Yeah. What, is, what does subclinical mean? It, it means, at least in my opinion, as a semi-educated guy, my hearing losses aren't bad enough in my mind to need a hearing aid. Uh, I'm kind of <laughs> How about the in the mind of the people around you? Uh, they would say I'm wrong, but I'm, <laughs> I'm that gray-haired guy who's got some fairly typical aging hearing loss. I listened to too much loud, bad music in the 80s, shot a few guns without hearing protection, and uh, I can hear a normal conversation for the most part, but the word huh is far too common <laughs> in my conversations. I was trying to help with that. Okay. All right. So so you're uh have the doctor said you don't need hearing aids or has Terry said you don't need hearing aids? It was Terry not having gone to enough doctors, probably. <laughs> all right, all right. But you've got some ideas that uh that might help people who aren't quite ready for hearing aids. Exactly. And that's kind of why I thought I would bring this to you. I know you've got uh, a pretty strong history of advocacy uh, for some of the hearing and visual ch visually challenged members of the audience. Yeah. And I thought that this might be useful for them. So I've tried a lot of hearing aid apps. Well, I've tried several hearing aid apps over the year. And I stumbled on one a few weeks ago called Hearing Aid Pro uh, by a uh, developer by the name of Gabor, San uh, Gabor Santo. And I'm probably am butchering your name, Gabor. I apologize right away. By the way, I think he's hot on the lookout for this interview. He's ready to hear what we're up to. Oh, good. Uh, he has an app called Hearing Aid Pro. The link will be in the show notes. And Hearing Aid Pro does several things that I thought were really, really cool. It lets you tweak I'm gonna, the frequencies I'm gonna stop you for you trouble. I'm going to stop you again. So my understanding of hearing aid apps would be that they are paired with hearing aids. So you're kind of jumping in talking about apps, but we have, but you don't have a hearing aid. I don't have a hearing aid, and there are I, I think there are hearing aid apps that do pair with hearing aids and yeah. let you use your phone to tweak that. This is a style of app that lets you take a conventional set of headphones and let your phone with those headphones monitor the ambient sound, and the phone acts as the digital processor to tweak and then amplify the sound. Okay, okay, all right. So this is kind of the poor man's version of a hearing aid, if you will. 
So it's it's in my mind at least my step for a relatively inexpensive app before I go to the more uh, clinical, hence the subclinical part of that, uh, set of hearing aids. So in I was always all excited about the stuff that even Apple does built into the iPhone for hearing aids until I was talking to Honda Bob, who got hearing aids recently, and there was a mistake in his order, and they accidentally gave him the better ones that he couldn't afford. They gave him the $2,000 hearing aids, and at $2,000, they don't work with any kind of Bluetooth devices like with an iPhone. So $2,000 oh, wow. is not enough money to have spent to be able to get the cool ones. So when you say a okay, poor man, you might need a regular listening here. <laughs> No, for the audience members listening here, we're way below that monetary threshold. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. This is this is truly a very much a poor man's solution. If, and insurance if the $2, doesn't usually pay for them either. From what I don't, seen. and it's, that's kind of why I don't have them at this point. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now I've interrupted you about eight times, but I I, I wanted no, to get okay. that on, yeah, on the table. Yep. Please do. Yeah, and I should have made that clear right up front because in my mind I was going in with with the poor guy's approach. Look, I don't want to go spend several hundred or several thousand dollars on hearing aids, but I still would like a little bit of boost kind of on demand. Mm -hmm. So this is an app that lets me plug in a standard set of headphones and we'll, we'll butcher that idea in a minute too, <laughs> uh, to my iPhone. And then I get, I love the interface of this app. It says, okay, where is your hearing loss? And you can drag a slider, by the way, I don't know if your audience members know, but the human, the healthy human ear can hear between 20 and 20,000 Hertz. 20 would be the very lowest you can hear. 20,000 would be the highest you can hear. And a lot of people who are beginning to have a little age, by the way, this is my 59th birthday today as we're interviewing. So I Oh, qualify. I forgot. Happy birthday, Terry. Thank you. But I'm having some high-frequency hearing loss, and I know roughly where that hearing loss is, about what frequency. So you can drag the slider and say anything above this, shift it to mid-tones, and the app will do that. And then you've got another slider that will drag and let you amplify as much as you want. So that so, kind of worked really, really So the really main bar cool. at the top says high frequency point, And when you slide that, you're saying everything above that line is stuff you're telling the, the app, I can't hear that? I can't hear that. So, so bring, bring it down it to where I can. Frequency. Yeah. So high tones okay. become mid tones. Okay. Yes. But I'm, I'm, so I'm cheating. Up. Point below that. Sorry, I'm cheating, and I'm looking at the uh, uh, at the other options in the app. But one of the options is shift highs to mids. If that's set to yeah. no, but then you've got that bar set on the high frequency point, which is it going to do? You know, I would actually have to defer to Gabor on that. Okay. I don't have a complete set of rundowns on exactly how the app behaves, but I I do flip that shift highs to mids okay. for myself. It would seem like and a I thing find to do. Happens. Okay. It, it, yeah. And maybe we're going to walk through all the options later, but uh, l I'll let you keep going. Cool. Sounds good. Until I interrupt Anyways, you. Anyways, <laughs> that's all right. Well, the, a couple of things happened with some very nice synchrony as I started this testing. One of my students had a very cool set of headphones that uh, work by a technology that some of the listeners might not understand. And I'm going to fall into professor mode for just a minute and tell the audience that there are really two kinds of hearing loss that deaf people might encounter. One of those is based on the inner ear and one's based on the middle ear. The inner ear one has to do with the cochlea. Now, some people have heard of cochlear implants, and they address that particular kind of hearing loss. The cochlea, kind of coiled like a snail shell, 
It's where the actual nerve cells are that translate vibrations into hearing impulses that go to your brain. Okay. Um, I don't have that problem, but people who have cochlear deafness are the people who get the cochlear implant. It's costly. It requires a surgery and it actually implants something in your body. So what we're talking about today is likely not going to help that set of people. Because you have to be able to have something vibrating in order and and translating to neural impulses for this to work. Exactly. Exactly. You've got to actually have a wire inserted inside that very tiny cochlea that's very deep in in your ear. But the other kind of hearing loss is called bone conduction or conduction hearing loss. Um, everybody in the audience, probably back in junior high science, learned about the three bones of the middle ear, <laughs> the hammer, the anvil, and the stirrup. You know, the they did a good job on that because I don't remember much from, from junior high, but I remember this. But you got that one. Yeah. They're, they're actually called the uh, malleus, the incus, and the stapes, if anybody cares. And if they'd called but it that, I wouldn't remember job. it. <laughs> But that's why we tell you hammer, anvil, and stirrup. But their job is to take vibrations from the eardrum, another thing everybody remembers, and transfer those vibrations to that cochlea in the inner ear. And what they do in the manner of transferring that vibration is they also amplify. Well, little kids who end up with middle ear infections uh, and sometimes have the quotes are visible here. The tubes put in your ears uh, can sometimes have those middle ear bones damaged. And those are the people with conduction hearing loss. And I think personally, I probably got a little bit of conduction hearing loss. By the way, you can test yourself a little bit to, to get an idea about this conduction. If you lay your head down on a heavy wooden desk and then rap on the desk like you're knocking on the door, you can hear the vibrations. Your skull kind of acts like a resonator to amplify. And you had a question there. What were you going to ask? Well, so you're saying that, that something like an ear infection can damage those bones? That doesn't quite sound yes. right. Like the bones it, it break can. down? or Well, there is a, you've got the obvious fleshy part of your ear that sticks off the side of your head that some people have pierced. That simply is there to capture the sound waves. That's the cone, then the whole, right? It's there. Yeah, it's, the, it's exactly it. It's the cone. And then there is that tube that goes inside your skull that, by the way, you should never reach in that tube with a Q-tip. Um, nurses and doctors will tell you never stick anything in your ear that's bigger, that's, sm- that's smaller than your elbow. In other words, never stick anything in your ear. Okay. But that tube is called the, we'll just say ear hole, external auditory meatus, if you want to be fancy. The eardrum is at the bottom of that. And behind that window of the eardrum is an open air-filled space that's got those three bones in it. And if that gets infected, and it is fairly easy in little kids, then that space where those bones are fills up with pus, and that infection can actually damage the bones. So the bones uh, degrade or get holes in them? Yes, like any other joint in the body, knee, uh, fingers, whatever, they can end up building up arthritis. You can have arthritis in those three smallest bones from inflammation. Mm -hmm. And if their joints don't move properly, then you lose their amplifying effect, hence the conduction deafness. Okay. All right. So, amplifying. So, this is where, so you you still, when you have the conduction deafness, you still have the the cochlear working correctly that it will translate Mm -hmm. vibration into sound 
uh, signals to through into your brain, but you don't have anything yes. vibrating properly, or uh, it's diminished. Coming, yes, the vibrations coming to the cochlea are diminished, and if we could simply get the vibrations there, then you would hear great. Okay. That brings in the idea of a fancy set of headphones that I, I kind of in a backhanded way conned Allison into buying. They're called bone-conducting headphones. Well, Bart started um, it, right? Bart started it. Bart started this whole bloody thing. Anyway... I was lucky enough to have a borrowed set of headphones from one of my students who had these cool bone conduction headphones. We had just had a lecture the previous week over hearing and the physiology of hearing where I told my students about what I gave you guys in a thumbnail here. And he said, Doc, try these. These are so cool. I wanted you to see them. And I actually got to borrow them for a couple of days. And the model is the, the Trex Titanium. Trex, Trex Titanium by a company called Aftershocks. And... First of all, I love the way the headphones sound. I listen to your podcast. I listen to audiobooks, listen to some music, and the headphones do a great job. What they do is these Trex Titanium and other bone conduction headphones don't work in the way that a traditional set of headphones work. Most of your listeners are familiar with the in-ear earbud-style headphones and the over-the-ear can-style earphones. This doesn't do that at all. These actually set in front of your ear. So for the audience members listening, if you'll take your fingers and stick them in your ear and then Wait, pull them out. Wait, that's smaller than my elbow. <laughs> okay, it's smaller than the yes. Poke them over your ear. So stick and your elbows slide, in your ears. Stick your elbows. No, stick your index fingers on the bones right in front of your ear holes. So you're kind of touching yourself on the back part of your cheek. That's where the pad of these headphones go. And instead of a speaker, they have what would be at the back end of a big speaker cone, the little vibrating part, and they vibrate. It's kind of cool if you got the volume up really, really high. You can feel the side of your skull vibrating. By and the way, what just, they you got to be a neuroscientist, so I'm going to be a mechanical engineer. That's done with a Which, coil of wire that goes around a magnet. When you run electricity through the coil of wire around the disc, it moves that disc back and forth, and that pushes on a diaphragm that normally pushes air. Right, but your skull basically becomes the diaphragm at this point. Right, right. I think. Well, there's there's a diaphragm certainly in the headphones itself, but it's pushing on the side on your cheek, which then conducts the, your cheekbone that conducts the the uh, the vibration. Yes, so we're kind of short circuiting the vibrating of those three little bones and getting the bigger bones of your skull vibrating, which of course shakes the cochlea inside your head. If you've never experienced these, it's kind of a cool thing to experience. So back me up on that. So shakes the cochlea. So I, I didn't follow the part about. I know that the bones were supposed to conduct it, but it did. They didn't. So now we're 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 battering away at your cheekbone. The cochlea okay. itself needs to vibrate to send the signal. The cochlea itself needs to vibrate. The part that I left out is the cochlea is actually filled with fluid. Okay. And what we're actually getting vibrating in the cochlea is the fluid that's inside the cochlea. And as soon as we get that vibrating at a particular frequency, and that's the clue or the key, is the frequency then triggers a particular part of the coil of the cochlea. Lord, we're getting into way more physiology than most of the listeners care about. No, we're, we're but that's nerds kind here. Of the we idea. love this stuff, right? Um, Okay, it's a coiled tube, coiled like a snail shell, and the lower the frequency, 
the farther down the tube it stimulates. The higher the frequency, the farther up the tube it stimulates. And that's going to stimulate cells, nerve cells at a particular spot in the tube. If you've ever seen a flute being played, especially I I happen to make Native American flutes, if you've got all your fingers covering all the holes, then the vibrating tube is effectively as long as it's going to ever be. And you lift the bottom finger and the tube is a little shorter and plays a little higher note. You lift the next finger and the tube is shorter still and plays a higher note. So in effect, what we're doing is we're vibrating at particular frequencies the fluid inside that cochlea, which is then stimulating nerve cells at particular points along the way. Oh, I love Holy that moly. explanation. I'm also a flute. I played flute in high school, so. Ah, there you go. Perfect analogy. Send you a that's, picture that's really, really interesting. Okay. Okay, so I've got this set of borrowed bone conduction headphones from my student strapped on my head. And I am all excited because I had great luck with this app with my wired headphones. And I turned the app on. And you've actually seen this, Allison. You've loaded the app. The first thing it shows you whenever you start the app is please connect your headphones. Well, I flip the Bluetooth on. My phone says the headphones are connected. And the app still says please connect your headphones. So I thought, oh, man, this app had such great promise. And it doesn't even recognize these headphones. So I do the next obvious geek thing. I go find the email of the developer and I send the email off to the developer and I explain to him what I'm trying to do. And he emails me back actually fairly quickly because I emailed him in the afternoon. Turns out the guy's in Hungary. So Gabor Santo is answering his email fairly late at night. And he says, well, this app is not designed to work with Bluetooth headphones. Hmm. And I said, I really would like this to work. Is there any way we can make it happen? So he explains to me what the problem is. The app is designed to use the microphone on the headset. And then the iPhone processes the audio that it catches. And then it echoes it back to the speakers and the headphones. And he says, if I use the microphone on Bluetooth headset, I've got a latency, because obviously Bluetooth is working through wireless. Mm -hmm. There's a latency as the headphone on the headset echoes the sound to the phone for processing. And then turns around and comes back. Then there's another lag. Then there's another lag as it comes back. And I exchanged a couple of comments with him. And frankly, I forget whether he came up with the idea or I did. I think I did, but I don't want to discount his credit if he did. The thought came up, let's instead use the microphone on the iPhone. Oh, because it's right so you right only pay low. the penalty of the latency once. Pay the penalty of the latency once. Plus, there's another benefit. If the, uh, by the way, I don't know if you're getting a ding in here, but apparently I've got notifications on and something popped nope. in. Let me turn on Do Not Disturb. That's okay. We're, anyway, we're hearing it, so we're good. Cool. So he he made that change to the app, and he enabled Bluetooth right away, and he sent me a link. He said, you're going to be my beta tester. Let's see if we can get this to work. So I got a link to download a beta version, and at that point, the app would accept connection to the Bluetooth headphones. Okay. Right away, we started seeing some latency problems and and got into the discussion about the microphone on the iPhone. And he sent me another link to another beta version. And we went through this exchange. And Allison, you are the one person on the planet who can appreciate my next comment. I still owe you an interview for the app that I used to create the icon for the very podcast we're talking on. I was the 
weirdo who made the uh, made the, the icon chit chat icon chit chat across the pond. And you and I had this exchange back and forth where you said, "Can we tweak the colors a little bit? Can we move the feet around?" And in the same way that you and I, over a couple of hours, optimized that icon to what it is right now. Gabor and I did some tweaking to this app, and we got it where the headphones and the hearing aid app would work together pretty darn well. And he he said, Terry, the app is absolute garbage right now. It works, but I've got to clean it up. Let me fix it by Monday. This was on a Saturday, I think. And by Monday, he had an optimized app, and he said, test this for me. I think I'm ready to put it in the app store. And that's the version that you yourself, Allison, got a couple of weeks ago. And had the first opportunity to try. It still had some frustrations at that point where it was really hard to get connected. And as we talk yesterday, a new version went live in the App Store that is much more solid and connecting. There are still a few glitches. We're still on the way to do some testing. But it's working out really well. So now, describe, you haven't described to people how this how one would use this. Give the use case now of, of what you were able to do. The, the example with your girlfriend, I think, is a great one. Yep. Okay. The my favorite example here is I my girlfriend Peg is is a saint probably for being with you, but she anyway. Is a, she <laughs> truly is a saint for being with me. Uh because one of my favorite questions is huh or what I'm sorry, what was that? What did you say? And for her watching television with me can I think oftentimes be a real challenge because for me to understand the TV, the volume needs to be really really high and I put the uh, the captions on, and she often ends up having to put in earplugs to stop from damaging her own hearing. Wow. So now, with these headphones and the app running on my phone, uh, the telephone is laying over by the TV, so the microphone is right by the television. It's capturing and cleaning up the audio and getting it echoed across the room to me. And now, this is the really fun part, the TV is now often down so low, she has to turn it up so yeah. she can hear it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Where do you put your uh, Where do you put your phone? Do you have to put it over by the speaker, or do you keep it near you? Um, I no, it's actually setting by it's setting on the TV stand. Okay, so it's it's catching the audio coming right out of the TV. Oh, I have got to give credit to one other place before I forget this completely. Remember, I had only borrowed a set of headphones, mm -hmm. uh, and I got that set of headphones for the first day or so of testing, and I had to give them back to my student the next day. Um, I contacted the company Trex. I called their uh, support number and managed to get in touch with their marketing team. And Kaylee, awesome lady Kaylee in the, in the system, heard what we were up to. And I told her another story, which I'll share in just a moment. Uh, and she said, I'll be happy to get you a set of headphones out for you to test and a head set of headphones for the developer Gabor. Uh, and you guys can optimize this, and they would love to hear the story. So I certainly didn't want to leave them out. They were generous enough to donate two sets of headphones, oh, one wow. for me, testing, and one for Gabor. Uh, and if anybody in your audience has got any clues, I have a set of headphones that I'm trying to get to Gabor in Hungary. And apparently shipping from the U.S. to Hungary is hideous. I found, I think the cheapest I found is like 90 bucks. Oh, wow. Uh, FedEx. Uh, 130, which is effectively the cost of the headphones, and when they get there, Gabor would end up having to pay an that. import tax on well, so it's going to end up costing him more for the shipping than just the headphones themselves. So if anybody in the audience has any suggestions, uh, please forward them. I'd love to hear that. Okay. But 
the, the Aftershock company was awesome at getting these uh, to me for some testing. Uh, and while I still had my students set, this is a story I left out that I've got to got to share. I was wearing the Trex headphones running the Hearing Aid Pro. I'm not sure if I've said that yet. The app is called Hearing Aid Pro. Uh, I think I said it at the top of the story, but we'll have the link in the show notes. While I was wearing the headphones and using this app, I went to a biology seminar in a very large auditorium. I set my phone down in front of me, and I put the headphones on and turned it on in a very early iteration before Allison ever got it. Uh, And I was able to hear everything that the speaker said during her hour-long talk, and even better, in this large echoey auditorium i heard every audience member question even the mumbled ones from the back of the auditorium oh wow so for me uh after 20 plus years in academia to be able to listen to a seminar and have that good a fidelity and hear frankly everything was revolutionary to me so one of the other things uh, I, I hear about hearing aids, and is certainly true of headphones, is after a while, your ears just get really weary of having something shoved in them. Um, we've all felt that where you wear headphones on a on a long plane flight uh, in the ear or yep. over the ear, and you just, it just, it's exhausting. I don't seem to find that with the Trex Titanium. They're, they're I, really comfortable. They just sort of rest on your, on your clamping your head, but so gently that they're not uncomfortable. You're absolutely right. And I've actually had several people try them and have that same response. Now, I actually, this is another side of this. Uh, I ride a motorcycle. I ride a big Harley and it's fairly loud. And if I put ear, actual earplugs in, silicone earplugs, and put these on, I can put them on under my helmet. And that's the only time I've ever really found where I get uncomfortable when I've actually got these under my helmet. But besides that, they're insanely comfortable to wear. Um, now, you can feel it. If you turn the volume up real loud, you can feel them buzzing on the side of your head. But yeah. aside from that little twerk, I mean, you don't turn them out that loud. Aside from that little tweak, they are quite comfortable to wear. Uh, the, it's the, the most comfortable have, set of headphones I've found. The yes. only thing I have trouble with is, um, so so the, the little pad sits in front of your ear, and then they wrap mm-hmm. over and sort of rest behind your ear. They don't They don't clamp on your ear in any way, but that distance is just a tiny bit smaller than the distance is on my ear on the right hand side and i thought well that's mm-hmm. okay i'll bend it and i bent it and i was like oh that feels better and then it started bugging me again and i bent it and it started bugging me again and then i read in the literature where it says oh yeah we use memory titanium whatever if they ever they get do. bent don't worry they'll go back <laughs> they'll go right back there are two things there's actually a couple of little adapters in the package i don't know if you caught it but there's some adapters in there for for smaller sized heads and oh. right after Right after you bought yours, I shouldn't say this out loud right now, what? they actually came out with the Trex Titanium Minis for people with slightly smaller heads. Oh, see, I don't think it's because my head's too small. It's the distance from in front of my ear to behind my ear. Oh, okay. It's these big okay, elephant ears, apparently, that I have. I'm not okay, sure. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, that might, it, But still, you might try the other size if you have access to, to picking those up in a local store. Yeah. Um, do we want to talk about friends and family at all here? Yeah, I can um, give uh, one one thing I wanted to say was uh, my uh, my mother in law has just recently gotten hearing aids and uh, and she's you know relatively happy with them and she was here for Thanksgiving and I asked her whether she would uh, you know indulge me and try these headphones out so I set my iPhone over by the TV and then I. Um, I brought the, I put the headphones on her 
and I turned the TV on at a real low volume where I could barely hear it where I was. And I turned these things on and she's the kind of person, she's just the nicest woman in the world, nicest woman you could ever hope to meet. And so I knew she'd say it was wonderful, whatever it was, right? She was just going to say, oh, yes, Allison, this is lovely because she's just that kind of person. Nothing like mm-hmm. me. I'm just not ever nice unless it's on purpose, but she's just congenitally nice person. And so she inst- she got immediately this look on her face of wonder. Her eyes got big and she went, whoa, as she heard this. And I, and I asked her, I said, I said, what is it you're, you know, what are you experiencing right now? So you can hear it. And she said, it's not just that I could hear it. It's that it's a, it's a, it's like a, it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, a depth to it or a, or a, a, a clarity that I haven't heard in such a long time. And she said, when you have hearing loss as you age, it's very gradual. So you don't realize at the beginning that you're losing your hearing. So I don't remember what it was like to hear really clearly until I just put those on. Yep. I've seen the exact same thing for myself. So I know what she's talking about. So, and didn't she also ask if she could put this on her iPad? Well, yeah. So she has an iPad because I was saying, well, we could get you an iPod Touch that you could keep near the TV or something like that. And uh, and then she said, well, I have an iPad. Would it work with that? Um, that's one thing I've actually addressed with Gabor. This is right now an iPhone only app. There is an easy little trick, though. All you've got to do when you're browsing the App Store is flip over and there's a button to select that says look for iPhone apps. And you can mm-hmm. certainly download those. I'm also addressing with Gabor the idea of making this a universal app so it works on both iPhone and iPad natively. I think that means he's got to do some tweaking to the interface. I'm not sure exactly how much so, is involved, but I don't know whether that's, that's at least a be, possibility. I don't know whether that's going to be super important. Um, in this kind of app, it, it's, I would think it's perfectly acceptable to have it just be the 2X, 1X thing that you get when, I mean, it's it's classier and more professional looking if it takes into account the size of the device it's on. But if he's not going to, if there's no enhancements that he's planning on on changing the interface to take advantage of bigger screen, that's probably not a huge deal. Agreed. And for the record, I have installed this on my iPad. I happen to have an iPad Pro and a, a original Retina Mini. Works great on both of them. So if you're an audience member thinking about this, and all you have is an iPad, it works. Just when you're searching for Hearing Aid Pro in the store, make sure you've selected the button that says look for iPhone apps, and it's there, and it works great. No problems whatsoever. Um, I've got a family story as well. My cousin Pat, hi, Pat Ann, how are you? Hope you hear this, uh, turned 70 not long ago, and she's not at all ashamed of sharing her age, so I did not just give anything away there. Um, she put these on and had very much the same result. I, instead of doing the TV trick like you did, I set the phone down by me and I started almost whispering at her across the room. And she said, I hear you great. And she had kind of that same, oh, wow, this sounds awesome look. And then she went on to tell the story of having her hearing tested. And hearing aid tests for her come back that her hearing is perfectly fine for somebody who's 70 and she looks she tells the story it's cute to see her tell it she says i looked at the hearing aid tester and said well of course you idiot you stuck headphones on me i can't hear anything else around me all the ambient sounds blocked out of course i hear this stuff Uh. she said but out of the real world in the real world with the background noises i've got a lot of trouble hearing stuff but she said with the trex headphones and this hearing aid pro app running she said this is great she said the downside for her is her budget right now doesn't let her pick up an iPhone. Uh, but 
aside from that, she absolutely loved the technology. Kind of the same reaction your mother-in-law had. It was this this look of wonders, like, wow, this sounds awesome. So uh, did, for those of you out there. Did you play yep, around ahead, with please. her much on, um, so I'm going to walk through what you see on screen. We talked about the high frequency point, and that's where you define what's the highest thing you can hear. Uh, then amplify highs, shift highs to mids, shift consonants to mids, reduce noise, balance, and volume. So do you spend yep. time tweaking each one of those? Because I, do, I don't know what to do with them since I don't have hearing loss. It's hard to tell. The main things I fiddle with there is the top one. And for those of you not seeing the screen, and we'll put a screenshot, I think, in the show notes, you can drag the slider on the very top bar for high-frequency start, and you're dragging from left to right, and the farther to the right you drag, the higher the frequency is. So you're choosing what might be shifted. How, now, how do you know uh, how to that, drag that? Let's just stop right there. So I've got hearing loss. I don't know. How, how do I know how um, far to drag it? You know, I I could potentially suggest some other apps that might help with this. There are apps in the App Store, and I don't have any of them at hand right now. I should have prepped for this. But some will actually let you put wired earphones on your head, and they will play tones at you, mm. and they will tell you where your hearing loss is. And I can give you some links to some of those a bit later on, and it might be handy for the folks in the audience to hear. But you slide that, and part of it may simply be intuitive. And if you're not sure, maybe drag it three-quarters of the way over and leave it. But can I'll you get do you some it real time you while you're listening to something? You can. Yes, you can. I mean, would that be of value? Like turn on a, if football is what you want to listen to, start listening, set it for, you know, put on a football set game, set and start moving five, it around. Set it for 5,000 and then move it up to 10,000. And remember, you top out at 20,000. Humans can't hear above 20,000. And I don't think this would go above that. But yes, you can drag this in real time. Okay. The second bar down is an option to amplify highs. So anything above that top bar would be amplified. The third bar so down is, So if you can't hey, hear that frequency that anyway, what difference would, what would that do for you? Um, you know, I'm not sure. Sh- it may be that, that you could hear it, but you struggle to hear it. Okay. So this is okay, going to make it louder. Okay, you got the frequency, louder. but you want to, okay, all right. You got, yeah, there you go. The third bar down is shift all of those highs to mids. And for okay. me, I turn that to yes. So anything that might be 8,000 and above now basically drops down to a lower frequency for me and I can hear it better. So that's the magic of math right there, huh? Being, that's mean, seriously the magic of math. Gabor's that, got some really interesting algorithms running yeah. here, yes. Okay. The fourth option down is shift consonants to mids. Now, I've not messed with that, but I understand that is if you're having trouble distinguishing P's and B's or something like that, you can get some gain from that one. I've not fiddled with it much. Mm. And, of course, anybody who's the, having trouble with that couldn't hear what letters you – the distinction between the letters you just said, right? Go. <laughs> exactly. Um, the next bar down is reduce noise. I've had mixed success with that, and it may be because of some of the backgrounds I'm in. I think it's sort of the poor man's noise cancellation. And Gabor, if that's not accurate, then I apologize, sir. Hopefully but you'll get us some feedback on this. Take, so but I, I, I would have thought maybe that would be helpful, like in the classroom where there's a lot of shuffling around and people, you know, drinking coffee or whatever. No? Yes. Or if there's maybe a uh, air conditioner running where there's a constant hum mm-hmm. or something like that. I suspect it's going to do better at more constant sounds than it would at random noise. Okay. But okay, it, right. It so like a, getting rid of an airplane noise. Bingo. It mm. does the same. Whenever you activate that, it pauses and it says listening to background noise. Uh, so okay. I think it's so catching it's the average ambient. Exactly. Yeah. 
The next slider down, and we're almost to the bottom, folks, the next slider down is balance. And that one you would be using if you have, say, you're having trouble hearing out of your left ear, but you hear fine out of your right. You might want to push it more to the left so you're sending more sound that way. Maybe yeah. I'm backwards on that. Or you can shift it toward your good ear so you shift can hear it better. Shift it till you can hear. <laughs> shift it till you can hear, yes. Okay. And then the bottom slider, there is volume. That's basically how much are you amplifying what you're getting in. Okay. And I would say the best thing to do for most of these is uh, figure out where your high frequency loss is. And again, I can help you with some apps for that. We'll try to put some of those in the show notes. And uh, volume, and then maybe tweak around with some of the other settings. By the way, there's one other setting at the bottom. There's a Hearing Aid Pro logo, and then there is their icon with a plus sign. And if you pop that open, really all it does is it gets you uh, some information about the, the app developer. So there's I not much say, on that. I have to say, if I would give one piece of feedback to him, I would say change that. Mm -hmm. Because whenever I'm yep. frustrated and it isn't working quite properly, I tap that and I get his – it's basically an about page – but it really yep. looks like it says Mike on and it's blue and it looks like a link and I just can't stop myself from tapping it. I've, I've done the same thing. I've and probably I've used tapped this it 40 times. Movie. Yep, I've done the same thing. And it, it is a little frustrating. Uh, but I will tell you, I have over the last couple of years tried several apps to basically do this. Use a set of headphones and my phone as hearing aids. And I've not been excited about anything until I saw this one. And it actually is helping me. So what's the and, what's the difference between um, to me? This sounds like an obvious use based on what you've just taught us about the physiology of our ears. That using bone conducting headphones bypasses those three little bones, and we don't have to worry about them. We can go straight to vibrating the liquid in the cochlea. Look at me listening. Yep. Uh, how would regular headphones help you at all? You did really well on that, by the way. Thank you. Regular headphones are going to help people who maybe have some minor damage to the cochlea uh, or some less than traumatic damage to those bones. Uh, there are, like any degree of arthritis or joint problems in any bones, there are varying degrees of damage that those bones can take. And if somebody has got some minor damage to the hammer, anvil, or stirrup, then regular headphones may do quite well. So, so it's I'm just, not saying it'll just be right an amplification then. Bingo. It, it's not actually do, it's bypassing. It seems like the bypassing is the by real magic part. The bypassing for me was the magic that made this really, really work. Um, let me give you some numbers here. To, to, so you can decide whether you as an audience member want to go play with this or not. The app itself is four ninety nine. Uh, you already have a set of regular headphones. Nine ninety nine. Yeah. Weird. I'll have to go back. Okay, you may. I'm. I'm sure you're right. I I'm rarely that right, I, okay. but on that one, I just happened to have looked at it a couple <laughs> minutes ago. Don't don't ever assume that. But I, I've uh, I've actually had it up a second ago. Okay. And, cool. So yeah. for for ten bucks. For 10 bucks, you've got the opportunity to go play with an app that a neuroscientist who specializes in special senses, which is what my background is, could tell you this is the best darn thing I've seen in years at that price. And for 10 bucks, why not? Um, try it with the headphones that you've got. And if you have the opportunity to try some bone conducting headphones, this that's a piece of magic that myself and Allison's mother-in-law and my cousin Pat, and I think maybe to some degree Allison, really has seen there's some very cool magic with turning your entire head 
into a speaker. <laughs> it does does some fun stuff. The the bone conducting headphones, and they don't have to be the Trex Titaniums. There are other companies who no, do that, they but do not. we have the Bart seal of approval on these. The the magic. Uh, of these of bone conducting headphones is they're more social so if you put these headphones on while you're watching tv with peg peg can also still talk to you instead of you having headphones in that are blaring away in your ears and you have to go huh again and pull them out yep my head my ears are not covered when i'm using these by the way i didn't mention this at all but the left pad and i'm reaching up toward it right now the left pad has got a button and if you tap it it simply shuts the stuff off and you have your conversation, you tap it, and you're right back to listening to what you were listening to before. So, yeah, it's it's very much a social kind of headphones. I wear them around all day long and have conversations. And if I want to listen to amplified sound or listen to a podcast or listen to music, I simply tap the button on the side and I'm off and running again. And the take-home, obviously, is you've got more out of this set of headphones should you choose to get them than just using with this app. They're great for listening to music. They're great for listening to podcasts. They're great for listening to audiobooks. Uh, and I, like I said, I've even ridden my very loud Harley and with earplugs in to block the ambient sound, I'm hearing stuff great with my speaker being a, my head, my head being a speaker running down the road. So if you're looking for a Christmas gift, Trex Titanium freaking rocks. <laughs> it's you know, to the people listening who don't have hearing loss, they're probably going to go $10 for this app or $129 for these <laughs> headphones. That's crazy. But if you've got hearing loss and you're looking at $2,000 for the not cool ones, remember, not the oh, good yeah. ones, not the ones that you can use with an iPhone. This is really tremendous. Uh, my mother-in-law even said, you know, it would just be nice to take my head, my hearing aid out. You know, to be able to oh, put yeah. these on and not have to have my hearing aid would be nice when I'm when I'm tired of it, you know, and I just want to, but I still want to be able to watch TV or something. You know, I, I'm really impressed with the idea that she's been wearing her hearing aids for a while now. And these, this setup with this app and these headphones made her eyes light up. Yeah, we if she's been used to the hearing aids and this made her light up, then I'm I'm really pleased with that. It makes you wonder whether it was better than what she was hearing with her hearing aids. I would love and to know the answer to that question. I'll actually. see her at Christmas time and I and I'll have a little more extended time. This was just Thanksgiving, so I was only with her for a few hours to so to be able to steal twenty minutes to do this was pretty good, but we'll be with her for several days. And I'm gonna ask her to do a few more things where we, you know, set it in the middle of the dining room table while we're having dinner or something. You know, what does it sound like to you? Yep. And and ask her I'd, some I'd more really, comparative questions. Yeah, I'd love to get the feedback on that. Um I also told the folks at Tricks. It really could. Uh, I I can't imagine that this would not be, and I'm not saying this lightly, life-altering for somebody who couldn't afford a couple of thousand dollars for some hearing aids to be able to get you know, the phone they're carrying around anyway that is doing some accommodation for them anyway with a relatively cheap app and some not hideously expensive headphones to be able to hear again. I mean, your your mother-in-law, I think, really said it right. I haven't heard sound like this in decades. Hmm. So are you wearing them all the time? I mean, you just walk around with them on? I do. Uh, I wouldn't say I wear them 100% of the day, but on any given day, I've got them on 60% of the time. Wow. Do you wear them when you lecture? Or you don't want to hear those little snots talk anyway? (laughs) Uh, I have worn them when I lecture. Uh, because every once in a while I'll get a question from the back of the room that I'd like to amplify. Um, it's not a standard thing right now, but I could see it becoming that. Okay. It may depend on the classroom that I'm in. 
So I do want to say a few things. Um, Gabor has been incredibly responsive with you and doing constant updates. I mean, I've had two or three updates to it. I'm not having 100% stability of the app right now. I've had, I've been struggling with getting, uh, the headphones will clearly connect because I'm hearing static through it, but they won't actually work. And if I restart the phone and or close a bunch of apps and things, I've been able to, you know, beat it back into submission. So I would still look at this, even though, you know, the problem is there's no betas in the uh, in the uh, app store. So I would still look at it as a little bit beta, but the, the rate of... Um, improvement that this guy has been doing with Gabor has been doing with this shows that this is just going to get better and better. I mean, it, it's already a thousand percent better than it was two weeks ago. I completely agree. And bear in mind, three weeks ago, this thing wouldn't even consider talking to a Bluetooth headset at all. <laughs> That's amazing. So if, oh, yeah. if we do have people uh, with hearing impairment that, that are willing to buy the app and, and would like to give feedback to them, I assume we could connect them up, right? I feel certain we can make that happen. Yes. All right. Well, this has been really, really cool, Terry. I've, I, I love this. I mean, I thought it was going to be cool. It's even cooler having gotten to experiment with it and, and seeing my mother-in-law's face. And like I said, you know, she would have been nice anyway, but she couldn't fake the look on her face when she first heard this. So <laughs> it's pretty, uh, it, kinda, it gave me chills. It really did. But I was like, whoa, this is something. Because you can't tell if I, you can't, if you don't have hearing loss, you don't know what it sounds like. Yep. Exactly right. I I hope you don't mind and your mother-in-law doesn't mind. I shared a little snippet of the story with Gabor and he he literally emailed me back and he said, wait, 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 what was the rest of that? (laughs) So I kind of gave him the full story that you told me behind the scenes and he said, I can't tell you how good that makes me feel, speaking from Gabor's side, to know that my app is reaching out and making that kind of effect. So thank thank your mother-in-law from Gabor for the feedback. That kind of personal story is why he wrote the app. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Do, um, I guess this is probably a question for Gabor. Do you know how far back in um, uh, it goes on uh, on iOS? Do you know if it would work on a on a real old iPad? Because I was thinking I've got a really old one. I could give her to just keep by the TV. I don't know. I can ask. I don't have the answer to that, but I can ask and maybe we can pop this in the show notes later on. Sure, sure. Okay, so uh, Aftershocks, Trex Titanium uh, headphones. We'll definitely have a link again to those in the show notes. Probably my Amazon affiliate link. Oh, and I'm going to say something that Allison might not be willing to say, although I bet she would because she's a little bit brassy. (laughs) If you guys are considering buying the Trex Titanium, please use the Amazon affiliate link on Allison's site. Thank you. Yes, I would never presume to say that. Um, and this hasn't just been in sales on that. The name of the app is Hearing Aid Pro, and it's turquoise yep. with a little ear on it. If that, because uh, sometimes it's hard to tell what which app is which. And um, yep. the, it's from Aid app. You're gonna find a lot. It's I'm from, sorry. Go ahead. It's from IMECT Limited. I M E C T Limited. And we can put direct links to Gabor's site so people can contact him if they want to get more information on this. And more, most importantly, how do people find Terry Austin? Okay. Uh, if you want to come see me in person, I'm at Temple College in the <laughs> Texas Hill Country in Temple. Uh, you can also find me on my website at Intelligent Electrons. Uh, this has also been written up in a blog post, and I'll give Allison the link to that. In fact, I think I've done that already. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at iElectrons. And I'll also share Gabor's Twitter link. I don't have it in front of me, but I do have it, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. 
All right. And uh, if you've ever gotten an email back from me, you'll notice a little scribbled drawing at the bottom of some pod feet. It says podfeet.com. And that was drawn by Terry Austin. That was me. <laughs> and of course, the logo for Chit Chat Across the Pond. Thank you so much, Terry, for being here and, uh, and bringing us something truly, uh, truly interesting. Thank you, Allison. I always love when I can merge two pieces of technology and make something better, and that's exactly what happened here. I didn't invent a bloody bit of this, but I did bring the two pieces together, and I'm kind of pleased with how it came out. So thank you for the time, and thanks for letting me share. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. We are now supported by Patreon. So if you go over to podfeet.com slash Patreon, you can pledge your support to the show in weekly installments. If you don't have money to spare, I understand that. And it would be great if you used our Amazon affiliate links when you buy things on Amazon anyway, and a little bit of money goes to help the show. I love feedback, so please send me email at allison at podfeed.com. And you can join in our Facebook group over at podfeed.com slash Facebook and our community at podfeed.com slash Google+. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.